Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. (laughs) I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date in the world of social media. So what are the benefits of having a sense of humor? Well, let me tell you. Humor builds relationships, increases learning. It resolves conflicts, relieves stress, improves productivity, and prevents burnout. There are a ton of health benefits to humor and a link between humor and happiness. So uh, one of the things uh, we found that being funny on social media can drive serious business, and that's from Sprout Social, and they have the stats to uh, prove that claim. But sometimes... When you have access to a whole world and the whole world of opinions has access to your Twitter account, your sense of humor can be a little bit tricky. So today we are going to be talking about humor, getting humor right online with our very funny guest, Ramon Ray. He's not funny looking. He's just plain funny. So, Ramon, how are you doing today, my friend? My brother, Jeff and sister Grace, I am fantastically well and blessed and I love humor. As you know, Jeff, I hope you pick the right person. I don't take myself too serious at all, but the work I do is very serious, but I like to have fun. In fact, it's in our core values at Smart Hustle. Have fun and do the right thing. So yes, I'm doing great and I'm well glad to be here with you all. Awesome. So if you don't know who Ramon Ray is, he is a good friend and you really, really need to dive into all he's got out on the socials. He is a global keynote speaker. He's an event host, a best-selling author and entrepreneur. He is the founder of Smart Hustle Media and is an on-demand commentator on marketing, technology, mindset, startups, and much, much more. And in our opinion, he's a pretty funny guy. If you've ever seen Ramon on stage, he is one of the most uh, high-energy, funny, presenters, uh, speakers. Uh, I I uh, aspire to be like Ramon. So he is very, very cool. Ramon, thank you for, again for being here. Those of us who don't have a lot of this have to have something else. <laughs> That's so, right. you know, yeah. be careful what you aspire for. I just for. got it caught on my mic too. Was, did you hear it clicking? That? Sorry. Anyway, this is, it's, it's, it's April Fool's. So we're just going to go with it. <laughs> By the way, somebody who is not who who they have a sense of humor and they're awesome is our sponsor Ecam. Um, if you guys haven't, that's what we use to produce our show. They are amazing. Um, you can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com/ecam. And one of the things they have going right now is they have just come out with this new um, uh, simplified um, way for people to get 
inside of the Ecamm ecosystem. So it's the simplest way for beginners to get up and running quickly with Ecamm Live. It's hosted by Diana Gladney, and we've had her on before. She's amazing. And it's a series of easy tutorial videos to take you through every aspect of the software from first run, just getting started to advanced techniques. Whether you're live streaming, recording videos, creating a podcast, or just looking to improve your video quality, this series is for you. You can find out more about it at ecamm.tv forward slash simple. That's ecamm.tv forward slash simple. And another thing that I'm actually going to be doing uh, this month is CETA. Have you ever heard of this? It's create every day in April. And so I'm going to actually start doing that. I'm going to do something. I'm going to to kind of dive into Amazon Live. But uh, if you use the hashtag CEDA, they're going to be featuring that over on Ecamm in their channels and bringing them up on their shows and stuff. So you could be featured on there. So use the hashtag CETA, but try it. I'm going to come along with me. We're going to try to create something every day in April. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So did you create today? What's this right here? I'm counting this right here. Is this 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 is it right here, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'll, but I'm gonna do one tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. What are you gonna create tomorrow? I may do some carving online. I may do. I haven't done that in a while. People really like that. So um, they love it. So we may do some. We may do some of that. So anyway, I digress. But let's go ahead and and get cracking on the show. Uh, Thanks again for Ecamp for sponsoring the show. So Grace, take us away with uh, what we're talking about. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm very excited to have Ramon Ray here with us. He is a quite a funny guy and it takes real, you know, it takes real timing, real smart hustle to know when to uh, meme and when not to meme, which was our, the name of our first segment. I try to be funny with this. I, I don't know if I need help or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so I wanted to kick off today's show with the story that I found in Adweek. It was from January. And if you want to find it, it's called How to Avoid Corporate Cringe on Social Media. That was from Adweek. And it's a story, let's publish it there, about a TikTok trend that came up, that, 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 took off. I promise the story's going somewhere. It was about a New York-based 20-something named Caleb, and he works for a furniture store. He, I guess he designs furniture for West Elm, the big uh, furniture brand. And so these these girls were talking about, their, they're sharing their dating stories about him. And apparently he just has a track record of showering these women with attention and then ghosting them. And it was just some spontaneous thing that just happened over on TikTok. Well, there was an overwhelming consensus that all the other social media reactions uh, from this. So a lot of brands picked up on this trend. I don't I didn't even know this was happening and started like picking like started like using it in their own social posts it was just like so it was like people like hellman's ruggable yes hellman's the mayonnaise (laughs) daily harvest and other brands all chimed in about this self-promotional awkward overall cringe-worthy event and it's exactly what my uh very salty seventh grader would call this cringe and it was stuff like hellman's like would post things like based on this trend hellman's posted this tweet that said west elm caleb's thinks mayo is spicy Yeah, And then like, I think Ruggable or Daily Harvest was like West Elm Caleb victims, sustainable farms treat their girls like they treat their soil, zero toxic behavior. And then there was another one. It was like Ruggable where it's like, we don't make furniture, but we make rugs and we're not going to ghost you. It was so awkward. And I get where they're coming from. Like, I get that this was like a big story and it was getting a lot of traction. But as a brand... (laughs) This is probably not the way to do it, but how and when do you know when to ride 
the meme wave, Ramon. Like some brands obviously do it better than others and others look slimy and weird and get written about in ad week <laughs> for being cringe. Well, listen, Grace, listen, when we were all seriousness, when we were at Meme University and did our research and analysis of when to do memes, <laughs> it was me and Dr. Zizmore and Dr. Zakuski. We were all there. And here's our research uncovered that one of the best memes in the planet was, is it okay to dunk in the dark? As people may remember, as we go back to the anthropological archives, that was by the Oreo agency that kind of have that when the lights of some stadium during the Super Bowl went down, dunk in the dark. So my thinking, me, uh, uh, Grace, I get what you're saying. I understand the context, but I think these agencies, these brands, they know their audience. Big story is relative. And they're also looking for content. They're looking for ways to engage with their community. So I would give them kind of an A minus, B plus, maybe even an A plus for catching the news wave, news hijacking as David Merman's Scott, I think the guy's name is, as he talks about, that's my two cents on that. But I'd be curious, based on what I just said, what do you say back to me, Grace? But I do think, based on the studies we have at Meme University, because I'm the doctor of that, I think they uh, they may have they may have memed okay in this context. So Chris Stone says, uh, to meme or not to meme, that is the question. He says, that's the actual original line from Hamlet, and we yes. should fact check him on that if uh, to see. And, you know, yes, uh, Sabrina goes, meme university. Yeah, she's going to go enroll, probably, because I know Sabrina now. Just kidding. but um, Absolutely, Sabrina. You're welcome. We have four openings left at meme university, so <laughs> sign up while you can. That's right. The price goes up. It's, it's yeah. Um, so, the, so you said they're doing a good job, but I want to I want to kind of maybe push back a little bit because sure. Grace talked about cringeworthiness. Um, I guess you know they also say you know even you know negative news is 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 good marketing when you have that. So is it kind of in that level like it's so bad it gets you attention? Um, but those are big brands. I think it could really backfire on smaller brands or solopreneurs or like you and me or Grace did that. People would. There wouldn't be like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, ruggable again, being stupid. Right. It would be like, Grace has a real problem or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> that's what I feel. Does, right. Don't you think it, it, it matters how big the brand is? It matters what the brand is, but I think, Jeff, also what you're memeing about. So in this case, let's give them a pass, something innocuous, a guy ghosting ladies. It's not cool, depending on how politically correct you want to be, but I'm guessing that the brands felt it was safe enough for their audience, maybe younger people, hip, a certain demographic of people that would get it and laugh with it. And if it was viral on TikTok, I didn't hear y'all reporting that it was anything, anybody got hurt, it was anything malicious per se. It seems like it did go, if I had to pick a left or right, that it did go on the side of some sort of humor or, huh, that's a interesting news story. That makes sense. But I think you're right, Jeff. The overall point, you got to be careful what you mean. You think it was ha, ha, ha. And then you put it out there and realize that, you know, somebody slams you and it's like, ho, 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 like not good. So I get your point on that. So I'm not going to go with the ho, ho, ho part um, because it was about this guy in the dating. Um, but. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, see, see, I didn't mean that. See, yeah. see, this is, this is what we is, have, I have to deal with I every know, week. But, I got to keep this. Well, it was very much seen as like punching down because it was uh, it was like these women were talking about their experience about this guy, which was I don't know if he's real or not. I think he is real, by the way. I think he is a real person. But it was they were just sharing this. But then it was largely seen as like these big brands punching down on this one guy because he didn't call someone back. So it was just like I get what they're doing. I totally understand it. As someone who tries to relate with their teenage children on a daily basis, I understand how you can end up doing awkward things. 
So here's some, here's some comments. So, and Sabrina has a great point. Sometimes you simply do your own thing and don't meme. So I think that's a good point because it, to me, I see those brands and I think that's just for the amount of money you have and the amount of, I know, talent pool you have, those weren't really creative. You were just trying to jump on the bandwagon. So I would give you a negative review in my book. Um, And Kim has a great, she goes, you got to be careful what you meme. It's a new famous quote for Ramon. So Ramon, (laughs) you need to, you need to put that on your website there. Um, but and Chad, so he, so Chad, I want to I want to point out this because Chad's here with us, and he says if you need a Jeff or a Grace GIF or GIF, slide into his DM. So Chad, his <laughs> thing good. is he makes these, he goes to events, he makes these funny um, GIFs or GIFs of people, um, and those are, but those could also be taken the wrong way. He could get somebody who thought, listen, dude, I was on stage, I was giving my all, and, and you're making fun of me. Which was me, and I. That's why I shouldn't even acknowledge him because he's he's not he's dead to me. Um, but um, no, but but you have to be careful, and I think that's the whole point of this show. And we're going to be talking about this stuff. Is you have to know your audience, and you have to be yeah. able to read the room. I guess is what I'm saying. That's right. That's right. And I think Jeff, let's remember, we all were going to make mistakes. We're all going to screw up to a degree, but I think the hope is that you don't screw up too much. That's colossal. And you start having people demonstrate in front of your store, whatever it is. So I think, listen, we're all in agreement per se. We may be just like disagreeing to disagree on the uh, velocity or ferocity or, or whatever it was of what that particular meme was, but overall, yeah, you gotta be careful. So remote let's, let's um, let's remove your marketer entrepreneur hat for a moment. So, how important is humor to you like when you're looking at a you know deciding on a brand or something to buy or a consultant or an agency i mean how important is that to you it's just like a person uh, does that make a difference are you looking for numbers are you looking for you know the the lowest cost what matters to you when you're looking at you know a brand per se Sure. Let me answer it two ways, Jeff, and feel free to riff with me here, but let me answer it two ways. I think that me, as you know, humor is an important part of me. That's me. Right. And so if I'm coming and I'm working with you, you know, me, you, Jeff, Grace, whatever it is, and someone doesn't like it, they're really stiff, you probably won't like me. So I'm not answering the question directly yet, but I just want to put that out there. That's my mojo. So yes, Jeff, I'm attracted to that. And oftentimes my friends either like it or hate it. So I think as far <laughs> as the brand itself, really, yes, as you know, Jeff, as far as the brand itself, not strongly important to me personally that, but I must say, especially when it gets down to the individual, let's say I'm looking for a real estate attorney, I'm looking for a lawyer or whatever the case may be, looking for a barber, okay, forget barber, looking for <laughs> something else in my life. In that case then, Jeff, their humor, they laugh a bit if we're on the opening, we're at the consultation. Yeah, that will impact Ramon Ray. Absolutely. Now my pastor, the person sitting there, yes, we can help you. Sure, we're reputable. Oh, he may like them, but me, right. you're laughing, you're telling jokes. You could be an axe murderer probably, and I'll still <laughs> hire you if you're funny enough. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so I want to, I wanna, before we move on to the next question, I want to ask you because I think this will be interesting to, to find out. When people are hiring Ramon Ray as a speaker, you know, they want you to come to your event, they want you to MC, whatever. Do you think it's more important that you give uplifting, inspirational stories or that you are funny and are entertaining? Yeah. I, from what I've learned after the 20 years, Jeff, of me doing this, I believe that when people come to the table, they know exactly what they're getting. One of my biggest client, a big, big, big German based company, I'll never forget what they told me. And I'm going to say the accent, even though it was an email. And here's how it felt to me, Jeff. 
Hamong. We know you like burnt pancakes and bacon. We need you to host our event. Bad accent, bad mimicry of them. And I say it in honor of them, but Jeff, to answer your question, if you get what I mean, they came to the table after watching my YouTube videos, watching things like this, they know who they're getting. So I think at some level, companies do their due diligence and they know if they're getting a Simon Sinek, great guy. I'm not saying anything negative, I'm saying it in a good way, right. a little more serious. Start with why. They know if they're getting a proverbial TD Jakes, you gotta bring it in God, or they know if they're getting something different. So I think at the highest levels, we're educating people, do a little bit of research, know who you're getting, because the last thing you wanna do, Jeff, is get the talent you're hiring and saying, listen, can you change who you are? Don't do this. The only time I think that ever works is when, you know, uh, Gary, uh, they hire him once in a while and right. say, don't curse. I've been in events uh, where he hasn't done that. I'll leave it like that. But then yes. I answer the question, Jeff, and I go way off the reservation. It did, but what do you, th I want to know for you, what do you think that your big selling point is? Is it because humor, that you absolutely. are- Absolutely, humor and okay. engagement. Okay. No, no question about it. And, I, and again, Jeff, you and I are friends, you know each other, Grace and I've worked together. I'm not really trying to be, Jeff, I'm a silly guy in my home, in my church, slight prankster. That's just me. That's just how I'm built. You know, I even have to be careful sometimes. Oh, that's right. It's a funeral. They said their mother just died. Let me, I gotta, I can't, because I, I even joke about that with those things in my own life. My own life. I mean, my wife had to tell me to leave the delivery room because I was like chomping on cookies. I'm sitting there and she's like, can you leave because you're annoying me? You know, so that's just me, Jeff. I, I, it is gotcha. It is. gotcha, gotcha. I got, we got to take a moment here. Uh, Justin South said, Jeff, you need, need to commit to a GIF pronunciation, Team Soft G, join us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what we've learned today is you could either get a Jeff GIF or a Grace GIF. Okay. Like oh, we, we are, we are oh. team divided. And by the way, I must say that Chad here said that I'm absolutely the most gifable person, probably because I walk into the room like this. That's right. She <laughs> yes. does the, she does the hustle. <laughs> and I leave the room like, like a duck, but anyway, that's right. Oh, I have, I want to bring in Ian's question here, Jeff. I'll give you a moment to find it, but I will read it uh, while you are bringing okay. it, um, looking for it up on screen. It says, Aren't there a lot of different types of sense of humor between personalities, cultures, countries, et cetera, that can be divisive sometimes. And it made me, uh, your comment about your German client um, made me think of this question. So I think it's perfect to uh, interject that here. So, I mean, it is hard when you're a global brand or a global company you're trying to be, and you've got different personalities or cultures. And we're gonna talk about this a little bit further down about how like uh, there was an incident in the news this week and I woke up to like every reaction under the sun, but let's <laughs> right. talk about, you know, cause you do work with clients all over the world. Mm -hmm. I was about to, oh, sorry about that, Grace. I was just so caught up oh, in sorry. humor. I was so caught up in laughter. I, I wasn't sure if I should comment on the unspoken news of the item. You know, I, oh, no, I, no, like, no, my no, head is I'm like, sorry. I was, you know, I, or, I was on the there. gift or gif. I was, I right. was like, I was in the flow though, but the flow like- He was I, I listening paused. deep. So, yeah. because, because I know you speak across the world, Ramon, and I'm real interested in this because yeah. I have noticed it too in just my limited, you know, a couple times overseas and here speaking is that even the different parts of country, humor hits differently some just work different you get a big laugh down south and you get like crickets up north so uh, you talk about that a little bit yeah 
Got it, got it. Thank you, Grace. Grace and Jeff, got it now. Yeah, so here's my two cents on this. Um, I'll give a little story. I forgot how long the show is, so I'll try to keep the story under 30 minutes. But bottom line is this. Uh, I used to work at the United Nations. That was a joke. And um, not the United Nations part, me keeping it under 30 minutes. I used to work at the United Nations, and I was greeting this uh, uh, young lady. She's from Japan, a thin, petite, young, just setting the stage. And I greeted her, Jeff and Grace, kind of an American typical way. Hey, how are you? My name is Ramon Ray. How are you today? What's your name? She was horrified. She was like, oh, because that's not in Japan in that context and professional setting, I should have been much more reserved, respectful. What I'm trying to get at, Grace, you're exactly right. And I've had to learn that. I've traveled the world. I'm going to be me. But I must say, it helps to know where I'm at, who I'm with, and at least what are the red lights that I need to stay away from. Certain places, sure, I won't bring up any jokes, whatever about meat, for example, if that's really the third rail. But I think overall, both people, no pun intended, have to give each other grace. Because I'm going to be me, but yet it's only respectable that I do back up a bit. I was giving, I was at an event, Jeff and Grace, it was a Hasidic Jewish event, Hasidic, and again, I say this all respectfully and honorably, giving the context, uh, long beards, you know, uh, hats and sideburns, things like that, right? Orth Orthodox Jews, right. I think, you know, is, is the way to call. And there, I was Ramon, but I was respectful, Jeff and Grace, where I was. Ladies were on one side, men was on the other side. You feel what I mean? So right. I was aware of the reverence or of the religious institution I was at, but I was still Ramon. And guess what? The biggest compliment I got, they were all standing up cheering, saying, Ramon, you're one of us, as I said some comments to them. So I'll end it there. But the point is, yes, Grace, you're right. Very cool. <laughs> so Grace, you have a quote that I want you to read because I thought this was really interesting and I want to get remote, Ramon's take on this. So I'll let you go ahead and do that. Oh, this was this was the, in that story, that mm. ad week story about West, MK, West, West Elm Caleb. I'll say it right eventually. So it's It was in today's social media landscape, brands are desperate to outdo each other with quirkiness and to finally win over this generation of socially conscious consumers that are often at war with big corporations. Uh, I'll leave that out there because I don't know, necessarily know that that's true or not. But what it goes on to say, but when brands participate in fleeting trends to which they have no connection or are overly reliant on humor as a social strategy, many experts believe that they do more they do more good for their, oh, they do more harm, sorry, than mm. good to their image. So they, when you're, so basically if you're reliant on hopping on the next meme train or hopping on this joke or commenting on everything that flashes through your newsfeed, you know, it does more harm than good. Do you agree or disagree here? I think it can, but Grace, here's what I think is really cool, is I think brands who are good, they know their audience. Let's take two different memes. Black Rifle Coffee probably has no clue what West Elm is. They probably take a saw and cut doors and that's their <laughs> coffee table. I say it jokingly and reverently, right. you know, Black Rifle Coffee, hard and military, ex-military and all this. West Elm, it knows its audience. So Grace, you're right. You can do more harm than good, absolutely. But I think that, again, the way to be safe is do you really know your audience? And I think the best brands, they live who they are. Where I think Grace and Jeff brands get in trouble is those brands who try to serve everybody, try to please everybody, and try to offend no one. You can't do that. And so one example, I'll, I'll give again, Black Rifle as an example, they know their customer and they don't say screw it, but meaning I'm imagining, right. here's our demo, here's our customer, we're serving them, screw everybody else. That's the way to make money. But brands are like, oh, we want the green people like this, the red people like this, the pink people like this, the north people like this, you're going to get dizzy. You can't even, you can't do anything. And that's where you screw up. 
So I think Good what point. I'm hearing you say is it's to know your audience. Um, no, Jeff, what I'm trying to say is know your audience. That, that's what I'm, okay. that's what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm trying to convey is to know your audience. And that's listen, really what I'm trying to say. And listen, and, and listen yes. to your audience, right? Listen, those yeah. listening think, skills are important. I, I'd say it like, listen, that's what I'd say, Grace. I'd say, I'd say, listen. <laughs> so Jonathan uh, uh, Perez over on uh, LinkedIn says humor is like rocket fuel to learning empathy and building rapport. And I would totally agree. And, and oh, look at that. Is that, is that your book? No, this is uh, oh. Gino Wickman, who you guys have to have on the show one day. But Rocket Fuel, I just pulled it out. Thought it was appropriate. Yeah. yeah. So, and Sabrina goes, yes, my husband always says, look at this. You might think it's funny. And she never does. So he he needs to learn his audience, uh, Sabrina, I think. So <laughs> exactly. that's, that is that is the uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And, and that's Jeff, the story of generations. What? Can I squeeze in one more thing, please? Yeah, yeah. Be careful, those who you're hiring as well. I just wanted to add that, you know, this is a social media show, right? So as you're hiring people to write in your voice, write for you as you grow, right? I have team members on my team who do some social media for me. And again, you want to find people that can eventually get your voice. So I just wanted to add that. That could be a whole other show because you find somebody, you know, they're uh, green people and you're, you know, uh, purple brained. That's not going to mix. They're going to be talking in their own language, if you get what I mean. So you want to find people as you hire agencies and content creators that at least take the time to get how Jeff is, how Grace is, and they have to have the humility to write in the voice of you because they're representing you. Mm, that's a great point. Great point. So, so when you're uh, hiring, Ramon, how do you test for that? Like, how do you, I guess, vet for that, right? As you're hiring people, because, you know, you put your job out there, you get all these applications and, you know, you get like, what, five seconds to make that assessment yeah. before you're like, and then you go into the interview and you can find out more, but what is your filter for that, for finding that? Yeah, it's not, it's not easy, Grace, but I think two things may have helped. And I think I've done this over time relatively well. I think one, either have to spend time with the person, even just a little bit, just little clues. Do they laugh with you? Are they sitting here? Like that, I mean, really? That, that, that could be a clue, but if they're an expert, they can modify. And two things, Grace, I'll just share an example of myself and Smart Hustle. I hired a social media manager. His name is Costa Team. He's from Tanzania. It's taken a few weeks and he started out doing well, but over time and his beautiful accent, and I'm on. So I did it because I heard your podcast and I know you always say, ask for a smile before you ask for a sale. Well, I'm putting that in the memes too. So, you know, it's just great. I'm like, my man, that's exactly what I would say. So if that makes sense, that silly example, but I hope you get with the spirit I'm saying it. He got Ramon. He took the time to listen outside of what I told him. So I hope that was helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm. That was helpful. And I'm glad the story went that way because when you said he started off doing well, I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> is this kid going to get fired on our show? Right. Like, <laughs> By the way, you are fired. Yeah. So he's going to do a yeah. So this is uh, like second to like that Zoom firing, right? Like <laughs> I was on the show and I fired you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dustin says, listen to your audience, uh, not some journalist who doesn't like brands using humor trends. So that is a great point. And Chad goes, he loves that. The best, the best brands uh, live who they are. There's that's so important. I hate seeing people who are just a persona when they do business, but completely different in real life. And I agree, Chad. And I think, more that we've talked it's such a buzzword uh, being authentic but that is true like ramon was saying when you see ramon in real life and you see him on a zoom call and you see him on stage that's ramon i mean that's how he is and he seems to be paused right now um ah. contemplating can you uh, hear me though jeff curious I, yeah can i can hear you but that I is a you. great refresh photo right should, I refresh? Uh, <laughs> should i refresh or leave it for yeah let's, yes, you should refresh. refresh we'll let's bring you back in let's so. refresh. We'll bring him back. Yes, because I kind of like that. That if we could have him on that the whole show, he looks like he's 
He's really listening to us right now. Oh, he's let me. He's going to have to come back in. And I'll bring he's him. He's going to refresh. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll bring him back. We'll bring him back when he comes back. So, so. this next section, we're going to be talking. Here he comes. Let me let me just uh, let him in here. And there he is. That was so good. That was a that was a a gif or gif right there. So gif moment. That was a gif moment. A gif. Yeah. Mo- See, I don't. I'm going to go both way. I I you know you're going to hack somebody off. So I'm going to I'm going to you can't on the fan. I'm not gonna, everyone. So I'm you not going to commit. At least make me happy. You should at least make me happy. Right. Yeah, you should, Jeff. Make Grace happy. That's like a, that's, that's a, that's that a is my right goal. There. Make in Grace life. happy. Yes. Right. So, just, so this is true. So, Dustin, I get this a lot. It's like, hello, welcome to our interview. Make me laugh. That's really, that, when you have to be funny on cue, that's really hard. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. So, we're going to be talking about this next section is finding your funny bone. I know, Ramon, you probably get this a lot is like, you have inspiring speakers or people who want to, they see you on stage and they like, I really, I want to be more like Ramon. What do you tell them? Like if you, if they say Ramon, teach me to be funny. What do you tell people? I think there's a few things or maybe it could be one thing. We'll see what happens. And I think I kind of learned this from Les Brown, not directly answering the question, but the principle will apply. Everyone, Jeff and Grace can tell a story. We all have stories. Jeff's journey from where he was to where he is today. Grace's journey where she was from where she is today. Things that happen in her life with the kids or family, whatever it may be. Everyone has a story that we can all learn to do better to connect the dots as Seth Godin has taught me and others, right? So we all can do that well. But I think one thing, and, and second thing, we can all learn improv to be a little, little lighter, to be a little chiller. But Jeff, the third thing, I think it's hard to be funny. I don't know if that can be taught, but storytelling can be taught. Being more loose can be taught, but being funny, I think that's something God just gives you or doesn't give you. That's just it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, learning how to tell a story and finding, uh, and you were on his podcast and I love it. I highly recommend it. It's um, Jay Bears. I can't remember the, it's about mm. speakers. Hug um, your, oh yeah, uh, stage or uh, crush the stage, ovation. Yeah. Uh, ovulation something like that it's i forgot what it was something stand, it's not yeah. standing ovulation standing ovation, standing ovation. Standing. yes, yes. um yeah. it, it's really good but it, it talks about people having their signature story and some of those people yes. on there are incredible like ted talk level speakers mm-hmm. but they have a sig- signature story so i would suggest uh, that is a really good one uh, to listen to if you want to find how to tell a story or become a more entertaining speaker a couple another book is um is um, Do You Talk Funny by um, mm. uh, Nihil, I believe his name. He's a comedian. Very, very good. It helped me a lot. And then Ken Davis. Have you ever heard Ken Davis mm. speak? He is like an yeah. speaker who is amazing. He's got some great books on speaking. I think he wrote one with uh, Michael Hyatt. So those are just mm. off the heroic top of my speaker, head. So Michael Hyatt, yeah. yeah so oh, no, that, that was saying heroic speaker. That's another guy. But and Jeff, let me add to that. just want to say yeah. also, as we're talking about this, I think it's showing, Jeff, let me know if you agree, that every everybody doesn't have to be funny. Ha, 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 funny. I think that's a natural God-given talent in whatever degree you have it. But I think everybody can learn. And when I say that's why I said improv, let your hair down, Mm -hmm. to just be a little humorous, if you get what I mean. I think there's everybody can kind of learn that, but you can't, you know, come on. There's only one Steve Harvey, Chris Rock, whatever it may be. Right. See, I don't I don't say I'm a stand up comedian by any means, but I think I can tell humorous stories. Yes. So you and I are there's, the same a, there's a difference. Yeah. So uh, because the stand up comedian is a whole other boat. I have done improv. I think learning improv is even doing live mm-hmm. video improv helps because you never know. Oh, yeah. Somebody may freeze on screen and you have to do stuff. So, yeah, it's one of the. Does that ever happen, do. though? You, no, you have people very who, rarely. It's usually yeah, somebody who's it's usually lower quality speakers <laughs> that don't have a good connection. Oh, but, you know, okay. yeah. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's live video. That's what it is. It's just it's live video. It this happens, right? So, right. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about this answer. this uh, finding your fun, funny bone online place because. Um, you know, we talked about this West Elm Caleb story we talked about at the beginning of the show uh, because everybody was going after it. Everybody was piling on, it seems like. So there's kind of two facts in that story. There's been a big push for brands to kind of act less like corporations and more like mm-hmm. people on social media. We talked about that a little bit. But, in for, uh, you know, enforcing a humor-centric image that doesn't align with a central brand their purpose can leave consumers feeling like the brand is, you know, trying too hard or out of touch. And Dustin talked about that a little bit. Uh, you know, brands need to foster who they are as opposed to going after who they want to like them, which is cool. Key, we just talked about, you know, knowing your audience and how important that is. So speaking of piling on, so let's talk about the slap that was heard around the world, the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. And I know you did some posts on it. Um, there's, you know, there's so many different opinions smacking you in the face. Grace wrote that. So I had, that's really good. Grace. I, I just, when well, you're just trying to be your online or your personal brand. So how do you, you know, handle, a, so whatever side you land on. Okay. So let's say you're speaking and somebody comes up or you have some outburst in the audience. How can you be funny in those situations, but you're not sure. And to be honest, I thought, you know, Chris getting why he, what he said before or whatever, but how he handled himself afterward, looking at it through the speaker's eyes and a presenter's eyes, he did a good job because yeah, he did. He just first went class. on with the show and I mean, did a great job. So how would you handle something like that? If somebody came, if you said something and I just got up and, and smacked you, would I have to run? I mean, what? Oh, if Jeff did it. Yeah. Grace, did yeah. he just say he means if Jeff did it? Yeah, Actually, if I came Jeff up, did like it? if you were speaking Let's and you said I something. after the show, not Jeff, okay. not put, let's use another <laughs> okay. example. Yeah. No, but well, I mean, if something happened yeah, like I, that, I how would you, I mean, I guess you don't know until it actually happens, but what? what well, no, I do know actually, Jeff, okay. truth, it's happened. It's not exactly, but I have a story because it's happened something like that to me. So we all know Steve Harvey, one of the most funniest men in America. Right. His guy and his entourage, his, his one of his comedian guys was co-hosting Jeff and Grace an event with me. So I'm like one degree away from Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. The comedian started making fun of me. A little different case, but I'm getting to a point here. Started making fun of me in a good way, meaning, you know, dissing my shoes or my suit, filling time and stuff. That's what, that's what his job does. Kind of what Chris Rock was trying to do. I had what? Half a second, Jeff and Grace? Point one second to decide what to do. Am I going to fire back and try to diss him too or just shut my mouth and absorb it? So first, Grace, uh, Jeff and Grace, if you don't mind, I'd love your audience participation. What do you think I did? Yeah. Jeff, Grace, what's your vote? What do you think I did? Do you think I stood there and took it or do you think I fired back and, and I hit him back with a joke too? What do you think I may have done? Guess, just guess. I know the answer, so, but I'll, okay, I'll so let I don't know the answer. I, I would imagine knowing you, you probably smiled and, and made a joke about it. You made a joke back about it and not taking yourself too seriously and just understanding the situation. I think you probably made a joke back about it. I don't think you slapped him, but you tell me what no, happened. No, 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 yeah. no, and you're half right, Grace. So the point being, yes, this slap back would have been, I was tempted to make fun of him and go back, but I didn't, Grace. I just laughed, chuckled, and absorbed all of his good insults towards me. Point being, I did what Chris Rock did. I didn't fire back. And the reason I didn't in that case, He's a professional comedian, as Jeff and I kind of underlined there. This guy's a trained comedian. (laughs) I would have lost the battle. He would have eviscerated me. So the point being, though, going back to what to do in those situations, Jeff, I think exactly what you did in the show. Seriously, when it froze, the best of us, you roll with it. Never go negative. Don't try to be too much. Just keep going with what's going. 
And I think that's the best course you'll be because all it is, Jeff, let's face it, Jeff and Grace, it's our pride. It's our arrogance. Somebody said something to me. I now need to top them. So I hope that's helpful. But I think in hindsight, I'd like to think I wouldn't dramatize it. I would go, I would leave it at that. And one thing I'll add also, it depends on the client too. One thing I've done as a host, Jeff, as you know, you and I speak and Grace, you probably do too, speak and host events. My job as the host is to absorb. So if anything goes wrong, I do what Adam Sandler did in the, in the movie that many of you may have seen. When the little boy pees, I take all the limelight off of his embarrassment and I pee too. That's what I do as a speaker. So I really hope somebody comes in when you're speaking sometime and starts peeing because I would love to <laughs> no. see that, to take that away. I Now that you've said that out there and it's out in the universe, it's going to happen. Done. Uh, Done. So one, so I want to, okay. I want to talk about real quick because we, we've kind of touched, we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but we've yeah. talked about, and I think Grace mentioned it like punching down versus punching up. And I think mm. that is really, really key. And I think a lot of brands, because it's, I don't know if it's because it's a big organization or whatever. Um, but I was always taught to never punch down at somebody like as a speaker, you never go and you don't, you know, unless you're doing a roast of somebody or, you know, somebody in the audience and you know how they're going to, there's like, it's a pre-planned plan or something. You never make fun of somebody else. You can punch up to something like a big organization or yourself on stage, but you never punch down and make fun of somebody at the audience. I mean, Don Rickles, amazing guy. He would, he would go after anybody. We're not Don Rickles. And that was his gig. That was his thing. That's what he did. Um, but I've seen people, especially in the social media space, mm -hmm. make that mistake and think it's funny because they're making fun of somebody else. And it just, to me, it never works. So talk about that a little bit, punching up versus punching down, Ramon. No, I agree hundred percent. I think Jeff and Grace, the only way that works is an example, right? We're all social media people, marketers, agencies, and all that is McDonald's and Burger King. That's one example. I don't know the details exactly, right? But you get a sense there's a friendly rivalry. They make fun of each other, diss each other. Hey, here's a Burger King coupon. Take that to McDonald's. So as agency and brand to brand, they know what they're doing and that's what their audience expects. But I think you're totally right, Jeff. You'd never, never punch down at someone, make fun of something, anything like that, because all it will do is come back to bite you. I've been at events, Jeff, I can remember this. And this is a real case. I'm not offending anybody. I hope what I say as well. But I was in a case and I told the audience, I like to drink milk and cereal. There was a lady, Jeff and Grace, that came up to me and she was angry because I mentioned whole milk. To her, I offended her greatly because I mentioned cow's milk. And I think this is a big deal with vegan or whatever the, whatever, whoever the people may be. And I had a choice, Jeff, as you're saying it, you know, I like to be funny and all this, but mm -hmm. I said, ma'am, that's where I got serious. I said, ma'am, thank you for sharing that. And I appreciate your point of view. Thank you so much. You're amazing. And then I went on. So you're totally right because right. It's tempting to say whatever I wanted to say, but I, but I caught myself and said, no, no, no. Let me receive that uplift her afterwards. She came up and, oh, can I have your book and all those kind of things and still gave me a tongue lashing, but we left in peace. So you handled it probably. So I would have been doing something like, you know, Jim Gaffigan had uh, somebody come up and talk, you know, he was like, you know, he was, she was a vegan and she goes, you know, do you know what they do with, to those chickens? And he goes, right. I don't know, but it's delicious. So, I mean, nope. that would have been, I would have taken it a different way, but, but you're, yeah, no, but but see, that's yeah, why you're Ramon Ray. Yeah. So I just offended every vegan who is listening to the podcast now. Um, and in the audience, I, I apologize for Ramon. Um, but uh, Dustin says he's been in similar situations on stage. He won up the person making fun of me because nobody will make fun of me better than myself. 
That's great. Yeah. That's very, very Dustin, good. that is perfect. There is no way better to quote someone making fun of you, Dustin, than you making fun of yourself worse than they did. That there's nothing. Well, it goes back to the Adam Sandler thing. I mean, maybe it's a silly example, but Dustin's right. That's and, and you said it already, Jeff. You either uh, uplift whatever or you just scorch yourself. You know, mm-hmm. that will always that, who else is going to say anything? Jeff calls Ramon an idiot. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not an idiot. I failed high school. I failed junior high and I failed kindergarten. Get it right, Jeff. Done. Okay, Grace, do you have a question before we we uh, we uh, go to our next section? Yeah, well, I think my next question was about, uh, you know, finding. So the topic here is finding that your brand's funny bone. And so how do you would you define your brand voice? Like, you know, you're a personal branding expert, you're a branding expert in general. And like when it comes to defining that sense of humor for your brand, what are some of the things that businesses should keep in mind when creating funny content? Are there any filters to keep in mind? We just talked about punching up versus punching down. That's sometimes that's hard to know, like when you're at a brand level. Um, Are there anything, is there anything else that we should be keeping in mind as we're cultivating that sense of humor as a brand? Yeah. No, I think so. I think look at audit the last six months of your events, your webinars, your, your, your attendees, your customer base, and how your executives speak. Grace, I think that says it all how you are. Let's look at brands, and again, I haven't done an audit of them, but just imagining brands like Starbucks. There's not too much humor in there. It's a relatively, not serious, but hey, we're all about making sure you have a great day. Have a coffee at Starbucks, right? It's kind of that type of energy. You have Geico, we know what it is. It's all sarcasm to the core. You have, I think it's Allstate. It's not funny, but it's that mayhem guy and a little kind of funny as they put it, right. but mayhem. So if that's helpful, Grace and Jeff, that's how I see it. Look at what your brand is already doing because the one thing that will go very bad is you trying to interject funny, trying to interject humor, and you haven't been that way for 57 years, and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you look like right. an idiot. Right. <laughs> yes, so, um, by the way, um, this next is brought to you by our, um, our volley channel because our friend, um, uh, Gary Stockton was in there and he, if you want to do the same thing for shows next week and just chat, you go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat. This is where you can join our volley channel where you can leave messages and talk to us and have further conversations. It's really, really awesome. So I'm going to play Gary's question that he left in there and, uh, Ramon, we'll talk about it in just a second. Hey Ramon, it's Gary Stockton and I've got a quick question for you. I'm glad you're the guest today. It's April Fool's Day. There's a lot going on in the world. What would your advice be to people working in social media for large brands? Um, We're not gonna be posting any jokes or anything humorous today because of everything that's going on in the world. Uh, We wouldn't wanna get slapped uh, (laughs) with uh, any um, ill will from our customers or clients, but what would your advice be on striking a balance there and being humorous uh, without being too seriously humorous? What would you tell Gary? Yeah, Gary, thank you for the question. I appreciate that. I was so like, he said my name and everything else. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So Gary, I think you're right. And you said one key word there, very large brands. For just a brand that's your average regional brand, country brand, Everybody in the world as we're listening to this is not going through war and turmoil and sad things, sad things that are happening to some of our fellow humans in other parts of the world. But for somebody who has a company in Texas, has a company in Indiana, they're in Michigan, that, that, may be, that may be fine. But Gary's exactly right. A large global brand, as I have clients, you got to be cautious because the last thing you want is a national global advertising campaign. Everybody's laid back laughing and fun. And you know that 
you know, one quarter of your audience is, is under a shelter. So I think Gary's right. And I think for very, very large brands, they have to be overly sensitive, overly sensitive to the point of caution. Me, Jeff and Grace, we can get away. Oh, we did something stupid. Okay, sorry guys, we'll we slap on our wrists. But a global brand, that can land you in the front cover of the, of the nearest newspaper or the front cover of the story, social media news for that matter. And you don't want that to happen in a bad way. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So let's talk about timing because this, you know, yeah. Uh, we've had even some, you know, this thing happened. The Oscars, what was Wednesday? When was it? I don't even know. But it, it was Sunday. I mean, it was Sunday. They yeah. Were, yeah. But memes were like that hour and they're still going. I mean, they're still over. And Jeff, it was really interesting. I, just- I, sh- I saw that um, uh, my friend Mike Alton posted over on LinkedIn. He was asking, you know, he was saying that like uh, a lot of brands that he's seen aren't going to be doing, you know, April Fool's Day type posts this year because of that. Um, and you mentioned, you know, kind of the war and the struggle that's going on right now. And I know like uh, Restream with, you know, Grace's company paused mm-hmm. stuff for a certain time because they wanted to be sensitive of the issue because they had a lot of uh, people over there that they knew or employees and all sorts of things. So how do you know the correct timing? Because, you know, a lot of times on online, it's the, you know, the trend was to hop really soon after something, you know, it's the kind of same thing with thoughts and prayers, you know, when is it too soon? When is it too late? You know, nobody, I guess there isn't a really good barometer of this, but when do you know when you're too late and the trend is passed and you should let it go? Sure. And I'll give an example. I'll just call it out, you know, and Jeff and Grace, feel free to give me your feedback on this because I could be wrong, but let's call out. I wasn't sure if I didn't want to date my comments, but I'll do it now. Ukraine and the Chris Rock slap uh, and, and Will Smith. I'll, I'll just call them both out. Ukraine, sensitive. There's no humor. There's no joking. And applaud to restream other companies that want to show solidarity. Is it going to be forever they're going to do that? No, life goes on for all of us in the moments we're at. But many companies want to show solidarity and want to put in historical context, we showed our solidarity for this big human event. That's one. So there's the time for that. Not saying it's ever over, but at some point you want to show that at least, then determine how long later on. Now, Chris Rock, an example, here's the thing there. If it was a puppy or something that was funny or good happened, meaning and we all agreed with it, that's when you can run with it right then. But I think companies are right, uh, uh, Jeff, because in this sensitive world, you may have seen, I'll call it out what I posted on social media. Some of us said, oh, yeah, it was good. He did it, defended his wife. But I must say, it looked like a lot of people are saying, no, it's violence. Uh, hitting is never acceptable. So in that case, Ramon's a small brand. You know, I'm an influencer. I can massage my words. But a large company? If you had come out on the wrong side and said that, now you have 10 billion people saying, what? You promote violence and that's not good. So I don't know if you see, if it's helpful, how I differentiate that. Something that's on the edge, you may want to wait 24 to 48 hours because in that case, yeah, smaller brands can use it in memes. I don't think there's any big thing with that, you know, but they got to be careful. But the larger brands, yeah, if they would have done some dunk in the dark type thing, you would have seen Monday Monday and Tuesday, your customers would have been livid because you just promoted violence. And I'm just calling out what's real, what most people seem to be saying, yeah. even though in our backs, you know, even though in our in our um, behind the scenes, oh, he defended his wife and all that. Sure. But the overall theme was it was violence. And if you're a brand that's tied to that, now you just got dinged. Mm, that's a great point. So- we have a funny joke happening in our comments, by the way. Jim of Fusion Marketing says, when will we stop making fun of Karen? His lovely wife is named Karen. And that's, and uh, I do, I do know Karen's in my life. So I do avoid saying, calling anyone a Karen. So you can't, the same you as can't I have an, avoid- if you're on the internet, you can't have a name Karen and you can't be Bruno because you can't talk about Bruno. You can't be, you know, so <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. comes in, 
Mary Stockton came in with when she stops asking to speak to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) See, we're continuing the jokes about Karen. We can't stop. Yeah. So, so, okay. Let's say what, what, what comes after the punchline. So here's an example. So, uh, our friend Molly Mahoney, who she was on a couple weeks ago, she had a, um, a reel that went viral and it was, it was not anything to do with her business. It really was like something happened in her bathtub and there was bugs and all this stuff. And it went to millions of viewers. She made $20,000 because she was on the reels bonus program. Um, okay. so anyway, went crazy. So what happens, let's say your online joke was a hit and you have all these thousands of followers, retreats and reactions. So now what? Now, what do you do with all that? And I'll give Molly what she did after that, after you talk about it, but how do you lead them through the sales funnel once you've gotten, you know, you've had something go viral or something happened really funny. Um, you know, even some of these TikTok people who have these really funny things, they're not doing anything with it. They're just letting it, you know, oh, I've got all these followers, but that doesn't, doesn't matter for business. What do you do when you have something like for some of the things that you've done, Ramon, that to taken off, how do you move them into your list or, or whatever? Sure. I'll give two different answers, Jeff, for two different people. But again, I'd love your input on this as well. So I think in the case of TikTokers and other creators, as they call ourselves, I'm one, but creator, I don't title myself that, but I get it. That's creators. It's hard to make money with the customer from it because that seems like many of them, Jeff, are just doing it to be funny because they can. And if they're not in a program, YouTube, TikTok, somebody paying them, there's very little money to be made. You know, you're a dentist and you're making videos about how you make pancakes. There's not some connection, in my opinion. Maybe I'm a Debbie Downer, but y'all do this for a living. You know, you have the show. So you tell me what I've done here if I'm wrong or right. But I just think there's not a, there's a disconnect. People are laughing at your dad snoring, but yet you're a contractor. Most of the people, they're not hiring you to build their house. They just found it through the AI and through the feed. Let's be real people, unless you're making money as a creator, you know, from the publisher. Now, if you are a, 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 a contractor, good example, and you're doing tons of videos, Jeff and Grace, all about contracting, building housing, building housing, building houses. That means I would bet most of your audience is following you because they want tips on how to build houses. Now be funny. Now use humor and you're solidifying, creating stickiness with your brand, then draw them to your funnel. Hey, click here to get our, our guide to how to use this, blah, 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 things that most of your audience knows. So does that make sense what I'm trying to say, Jeff, the two different types of audiences? One is I'm a creator, I went viral, but there's probably little you can do with it because it's not even on brand. You didn't even do it for brand. You just made a dumb fart joke. But if you're a, a business, you're doing it with a goal that you, maybe you're an anti-farting company. Do fart jokes. That came out so wrong. Jeff, save me. Please help me. I, we don't allow the F word <laughs> on, right, our, right. on our show. No F words. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll save you. I'll save you. I'm going to give you another example. Does that make so, sense though, Grace? This is something that, what? I would say, does that make sense to Grace? That makes sense a little bit? Is that, no. is that is oh, two different people? It does. It absolutely, okay, like, okay. I think for an individual, an individual contractor, like you're saying, like if you're a contractor and you make this joke of, or do this reel about your dad snoring, that doesn't, is a really connection. But there was an interesting story that came out yesterday and it was like this uh, boba and dumpling place in St. Louis. And it was like Winnie's son. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the company. Sure, sure, like posted about it and shared it, but it was on Instagram. And basically, like it was the story that this influencer had like asked for a discount or something, and then the 
company just said, no, I don't think it's a fit because he was representing a different city. And then he went and mm -hmm. he bashed like the brand and it was really transparent. Right. So they shared it. Mm -hmm. And as a way of saying like, Hey, it was all about like, it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to say no to things like, don't be afraid of this. Well, I, I think people went after the influencer, which I don't think is right at all. I mean, it was, like what he did was wrong, but not to the level that people are attacking him. But the brand got a lot of love out of it. And they weren't there to like, they didn't even call out the guy. Well, I mean, they did share his picture and everything, but like, um, you know, and so like they did have this, but it was like, but it would, the whole topic of it was just like, hey, you're a small business. You don't have a lot of resources. You can pick and choose and it's don't feel bullied by this whole world. But um, anyway, so this this place in St. Louis ended up getting a lot of attention, getting a lot yep. of like people are coming in like, I'm going to show I'm going to showcase your food and, you know, like, oh, I love that place at whatever. And so like this was all kind of related to their brand and their product. Mm -hmm. But now they have all these followers, all these fans. Now what? You know, like they're going to yeah. continue making dumplings and boba, of course. But now what? But that's the perfect example, Grace. That That is a perfect example. I love how you said that of they probably didn't mean to do it. But now, Grace, I wonder if they want, can they keep doing things like this? Hey, it's Friday. You know what time it is. We're giving $10 of dumplings to a random cup. You know, that's within brand. So I just want to echo what you said. That happened accidentally. Mm -hmm. But now they can use that. Huh? Maybe we should do, you know, dumpling day, randomly give a $500 order of dumplings to someone who comes in randomly on Tuesdays. That's the kind of thing that's perfect with brand. Now you're aligned with it, but you don't want just a manager to, you know, do something weird that's totally off brand. So yeah, I love that example, Grace. Yep. So I'm going to wrap all this up in a bow because I want to give two examples of, you mentioned a contractor, somebody, you know, that would be kind of hard. I'll tell you somebody who's doing it really, really well. And is a friend of Grace and I's is Roger Wakefield, the plumber out of Dallas. He is amazing, amazing YouTube channel. And he is funny. He is informative. He wraps up everything. If I would in a, a perfect way that he brands his company. He does like, look what I found. And it's this weird plumbing issue that he's like, oh my gosh. Can, I mean, he's amazing how he does that. But then he also builds up the trades, but he, and he also teaches people how to get into plumbing. So he is doing it really, really well. So if you want to look for an example of like what Raymond was talking, Ramon was talking about the, um, the, the contractor, look at Roger because he's amazing. His YouTube is, is huge. Back to Molly, Molly, because she had this, really wasn't had anything to do with her company per se or what she's teaching, but she funneled people in. She made $20,000 off that reel, but she also made another, I think it was like, what was it, Grace? $50,000. It was like a total $120,000, $150,000 off people who came through that channel, saw her stuff and bought her courses. So yeah. she could... But that is a, you know, I haven't seen that example before, but Molly is super smart. That's why we have her on our show. Uh, the way she did that and had those those systems set up in place instead of trying to scramble and make something. Right. And now she's actually, she's using that example and it started a course on that, which is genius, I think. So there are ways to do that if you are smart and get on it quickly. So I just wanted to give a couple of those examples. Um, I want to, I want to comment a little bit about what Sabrina said about there or this whole Will Smith thing. And I agree with her that, um, a brand, she says a brand shouldn't jump on it because of the, the different reasons. And I, I kind of agree with her because I don't think there's any way to win because of the, right. she has a medical condition and there's been stuff with Chris and Will before. And it's just, it's, you know, it'd be probably be better not to say anything. So I think, I think Sabrina's on point. And I also want to give Sabrina's her humor because I think it's very funny. She goes her humor with her band. She goes hash Browns versus hashtags. Uh, uh, let's clear this up. Hash fill you up. Hashtags blow you up. 
Uh, see, I think that's genius. So really, <laughs> that's the way I think too. And as you can tell, I've had, well a, done, lot of, I've well had done. a lot of hash browns. Um, so anyway, Ramon, once again, we're at the end of our show. You have been amazing, my friend. Thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing, where they can connect, all that stuff. Absolutely. If you want a dose of humor in your life, motivation, inspiration, you can just check out smarthustle.com. Sign up for our email newsletter, which comes in every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jeff and Grace, it's been a pleasure to be with you all. Invite me back any, any time. And that's been great to be here. But smarthustle.com is the best place to check out me. Uh, and so, yeah, with that, ha, 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 ha. That's it. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, once again, we want to say uh, a big shout out to our friends over at Ecamm for letting us put on a show Ooh. and get great guests like Ramon uh, here today. You go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Don't forget their new series that they have right now uh, at ecamm.tv forward slash simple. It'll walk you through the tool. It'll help you get started if you haven't done it before. And, uh, do follow along with me on this challenge. Let's do this Aceta challenge create every day in April. I'd love to see what you guys are doing. Tag me or DM me. If you've got something that you're, you're following along with this, um, this challenge, I'd love to see what you guys are doing. And with that, I want to thank everybody in the audience, Sabrina, Gary, everybody, Dustin, everybody yeah. who's left great comments. Make sure you guys join us over on volley. Um, and, uh, Grace, I'll let you have the last word. Well, you can see us next week on um, April 8th, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. We will have, uh, is it Doreen that's coming next week? Yes. Doreen. Yes. Yes. Van Damme. Doreen is, is our guest next week. And uh, she is an expert on all things social media. So I was going to say we're going to talk about this, but we might not. We might talk about something different. So join us next week at the same time. And it's been a pleasure. Ramon, thank you so much for joining us today. And Jeff, this has been fun as always. <laughs> That's right. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye now. Bye. Social Media News Live.